You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business while make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says when you fully embrace who you are in Christ, surrendering your doubts, your fears and your insecurities, you can finally be that powerful CEO you will always meant to be. Joining me on today's show is Judy Weber. Judy helps six and multi-six-figure entrepreneurial women of faith scale their business with simplicity and joy. And on today's show, Judy is going to share pursuing the impossible, overcoming adversity through the power of the Holy Spirit, and how to be inspired and empowered the right way. So welcome, Judy. Hi there, Anne-Marie. Thank you so much. So exciting to be here. Oh, it certainly is. And I know you've got so much to share from your own journey, as well as the many women that you've helped. Um, and, and of course, one of the things that I love to start off with is just to give a bit of a snapshot into how you got into where you are today, working today, because often when we look back, there are things that we can tie together and see where God plants a seed. Then he gives us an experience. Sometimes they're not really experiences we would have gone through if we had have had the choice, let's be honest. But then we can kind of see this pathway till all of a sudden we realize, you know what, I'm here because of the Lord, listening to him, spending time with him. So what was your story? What's your journey? Oh, my goodness. Do you have three hours? version. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the snapshot version is this woman you're seeing here who's accomplished so much, it's only by God's hand, um, came from poor, like you know, dad was a factory worker, worked two and three jobs. Mom stayed home, one of six kids, sharing one bathroom. But I always, you know, as a little kid, I just always had these big dreams. And I always saw myself doing something really, really, really important. And um, so I remember this little girl saying, mom, I'm going to go to college. And she's like, honey, I don't know if we can afford that. I'm like, don't worry. Well, I'll get there. I, I, it's okay. And she goes, well, I don't know if we'll afford it. I said, I'll, I'll figure out a way. So, you know, that little girl went through some stuff, you know, like um, I suffered from an eating disorder, which I think came from mom and dad fighting a lot. Uh, both my mom and dad aren't here. They're with Jesus. So I don't ever blame them for that. But, you know, there was dysfunction as there is in every family. Um, but, you know, fast forward a bit and I got into college, went to law school. There was two things I wanted to be as a kid, a teacher and a lawyer. But I didn't think people like me could be a lawyer because we were poor folk. We didn't know anybody. We had no money. But when I went out into the world, God introduced me to lawyers. That was my job, talking to lawyers. And so 
after doing that for some time, I said, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. So off I went. Fast forward a couple more years, went through a divorce, um, was in-house as in-house counsel. And, um, you know, I saw women that were so great at what they did in, in corporate and in the law, but they didn't really own their their value. Um, So fast forward a few more years, and then I decided to start my own business. And here we are today. I get to work with amazing ladies who love the Lord Jesus Christ and help them to understand who they are in him. You know, but for Christ, I would be dead, literally, um, and and figuratively. But I mean, but for him, I would be dead. And uh, with him, I am able to help women to really elevate them to really just where they are and who they should be in him. You see, I think too many times we let our insecurities hold us back from being who he made us to be and doing these amazing things that he wanted us to do. Yeah. Or going out and seeking the things that we think are going to fulfill us, but in actual fact, there's emptiness, isn't there? We find that fulfillment through him and only through him and then the possibilities can certainly open. I love that you've shared that. Thank you so much. That beautifully segues into the pursuing the impossible. And there was something, there was a seed planted in your heart at a very young age. And I love the way in which even through feedback from your parents, because let's face it, you know, we, we all do the best that we can with the resources that were available to us. But there was something in you as that young child that wasn't um, swayed by what your parents said. You continue to do that. But what I would love for you to share a little bit about some of the insights, because each and every one of us are faced with perhaps people speaking into our lives, oh, that's not yeah, that's not for you, or maybe a colleague, or maybe society, whatever. What was it that you did that continued to, uh, I guess, the, the drive in you that had you just take that step forward? Because we can be distracted and discouraged and disappointed if sure. we allow ourselves. So what was that for you? I would say my mom. You know, that's the short answer, my mom. The longer answer is, as a little girl, well, see, my mom was raped at the age of 10 by her uncle. And she never really was right from that. And I'm going to try not to cry because my mom... My mom made me who I am. Really, She introduced me to the Lord as a little girl. And um, she always told me, Judy, you can really do anything. So there's, I think, I feel, I feel like her life, she struggled with, she read the Bible many times over. She believed it. And yet she was a victim. She, 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 whether she decided to, or just left the decision to be, she lived an underlived life, as I call it. You know, she was super smart. Um, and she was just very much into pouring into, despite her crap in her life, pouring into me specifically. You know, she would say, Judy, there's two people, two types of people in life, followers and leaders. I want you to be a leader. You're going to be great at it. Choose to be a leader. Lead, don't follow. She drilled that into me. And she also drilled into me, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, with him, you can do anything. So although I think she hesitated for herself, when she saw me pursue things that people like us don't do, like go to college, certainly like go to law school. I, I vividly remember when I invited my mom and dad to see me in a different state when I got my first legal job. And I said, I want you to come to the law firm because I want you to kind of see where I work, you know? And I know my parents enough to know that they felt that they weren't worthy to be in the building. 
But when I showed them around and introduced them to people and showed them my office, I'll never forget the look on their faces. They were like, wow, Judy did this, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I, 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 the pursue the impossible is what I've done all my life. And so I love that, you know, Matthew 19, 26 with God, nothing is impossible. And so when I, work with ladies and they're like, I've got these big dreams and I really would love to do this and serve in this way in business. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's figure it out. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> That's brilliant. I mean, that your mother could so into your life despite the heartache and trauma that she had experienced and how wonderful it would have been. I can just imagine how proud she would have been of you to see you uh, achieve those dreams. What, you know, as a parent myself, uh, we we do, don't we? And the kind of pride that's not the pride, that's the arrogant pride, but just knowing how the blessings. I would love you to speak into something that you shared because so many people and, and not having a dig at the church, so to speak, but we really do need to Pull up our socks. Let me just put it that way. When it comes to pursuing dreams, pursuing goals, having goals, I mean, obviously they need to be aligned and, and you know, and putting the Lord first, obviously, but there's nothing wrong with seeking goals and, and things like that, is it? And we've almost put this back, wow, you can't do that. Oh, you're striving. Well, there's a difference, isn't there? And, you know, the Holy Spirit works in kind of prompting us, hang on a minute, but speak a bit about that because there's the people today that the Lord has given them skills, talents, and strengths, and they're not using it to the fullest because they don't think that it is something they should be pursuing. Talk a bit about that. I love that. I grapple with that as I work with clients all the time. There's like this pull, this constant push and pull about that. But I tell them, look, a couple things. Number one, the story of the talents. God gave everyone their talents, literally and figuratively, okay? You know, you have these talents and experiences that could serve somebody else. So what are you doing with it? Are you going to do the safe thing and bury it in the ground? Well, you know what the master said about that. Oh, you're a wicked and evil servant. But to those that took their talent and multiplied it and, and you know, did it to serve the master, what did he say? Well done good and faithful servant. And so there's this thing, I think, with a misunderstanding of biblical verses. And that's why as a lawyer and a wordsmith, words matter. Yes. And so, you know, um, selfish ambition, they're like, Judy, you know, I want to make, you know, 500,000 this year or a million. If I were a good Christian, I wouldn't have so high a goal. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Where, number one, where do you get this desire from? You love the Lord. You have this desire. He, he equipped you with your talent and your experiences. It must've come from him, this desire, because he wants you to serve in a good way. You're giving amazing value. It makes sense to receive value for that. So as long as you're pointed to the Lord God almighty, and you're looking to serve others, that's not selfish ambition. You are walking in your purpose as an ambitious person. That's how I perceive that, right? And then the second thing, I have my Bible open here to Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, you know, the wife of noble character. It mentions in verse 18, she sees that her trading is profitable. I mean, this woman was an amazing wife, amazing mom. She, you know, was a serial entrepreneur. And the Bible says that this amazing woman who is worth far more than rubies, she made sure her business was profitable. So when we think that, 
ooh, I'm a bad Christian because I want to have this profitable, impactful business. Oh, no. I mean, you're walking in your purpose. So go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I think what we've done is we've taken it too, too far to, to the extreme, isn't it? That actually, I think, is in a religious spirit because the, the enemy does not want us to be fruitful because when we're fruitful, we sow into causes, we hire people, we're able to support people in employment and, and so forth. And also, too, when we think about um, our business, our business, our entrepreneurial ventures, is our ministry. Mm -hmm. It is, isn't it? And I think for too long, we haven't realized that no matter where you are placed, whether you are in the home, whether you are in business, whether you're working for someone else, this is your ministry. You bring the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is in each and every one of us to that place. Mm -hmm. And we can make a difference. We can make a salt, you know, we can be the light and the salt. Uh, in and where we are placed. And I think when we start putting boundaries and layers over, oh, I can't do that, and we misinterpret the Bible verses, um, because then it, there's this, then, then you get this uh, kind of a cycle, don't you, where all of a sudden your business thrives and, oh, I can't make too much money because that's considered evil. Money's, you know, the love of, well, the love of money is bad, but. Um, <laughs> being blessed so that you can continue to share that. There's nothing wrong with that. So we really need to work on that, don't we? And realise that there is nothing wrong. And if the Lord has uh, blessed you in the way to be entrepreneurial, do it to his glory and watch the zeros and whatever impact and influence um, you can get from that on his behalf continue to flourish, right? Yes, absolutely. And just what you said, that that Bible verse, the love of money is the root of all evil, is so misquoted. And they leave the love of off and they just say money is the root of evil. Look, I'll be the first to say any any bad stuff going out there in the world, whether it's political or whether it's personal or whatever, it's because of greed. They want power. They want money. But see, they love money. They put money and power above the Lord God. That is their idol. But again, when we keep our eyes as entrepreneurs who love Jesus on him and look to him for guidance and we, you know, we tithe and we do all these things for him and to advance the kingdom, you know, that's not the love of money. That's Mm -hmm. using money as a tool. And the more you make, the more you can give. And the more you impact lives. So we have to be really careful with listening to other people who are saying that's bad. We've got to ourselves examine the Bible and say, what does God say about that? Because I'm going to go to him directly. I'm not going to necessarily, I'm going to be discerning, right? Yeah. Oh, the, the spirit of discernment is so needed, always has been, but more so, I think, now with everything that's going on in, in the world than uh, ever before. And alarm bells have been ringing, let's just say that. But let's beautifully segue then into overcoming adversity through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's been, there is often talk about the Holy Spirit, you know, obviously in church because we know Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and this Holy Spirit lives in us. But one of the things that I've come to realize over the last few years probably 10 years, but even more so now, that just how incredible the Holy Spirit is. And when you, it's, it's like opening up a gift that that just has so many layers to, to it. And I don't think we as his children recognize just how incredible and powerful when we, uh, yeah, talk about this, the power of the Holy Spirit. 
Okay. Yes. Gosh. <sighs> My favorite day is Sunday. My favorite time of day is in church because I'm a, I'm one of those people going nuts at praise time. Like I love Jesus and I close my eyes and I don't care who's around and what's around and what anybody thinks about me. It's totally, I am in the spirit and in truth, I'm totally devoted to him and just worshiping him and crying out to him. I cry. I'm a crier. So as you saw earlier, I'm very emotional and I wear my heart on my sleeve. But you know, when we get convicted by the Holy Spirit, for example, if I'm in traffic and somebody is making me impatient and I want to say something ugly <laughs> or I might say an expletive, you know, the Lord God will say, Judy, really, really? And and lately, you know, I just turned 56. So as I age, um, I'm just like, Lord God, I really want to thank you. I want to thank you because you only discipline those you love. So we want to be aware when he says, uh-uh, going the wrong way. And the closer we are to him, the more that we will hear from him and, you know, turn off that music, stop reading that book, stop watching that movie, stop, you know, everything matters that we do, right? Stop saying those words, stop having those thoughts, okay? But when you were talking about overcoming things, I've overcome some serious things, um, eating disorder, panic and anxiety, um, agoraphobia, even at one point, it was hard for me to walk out of the house to the mailbox. And um, I remember one time that was right around when I was graduating law school, I felt pressure. And then years later, when I had the little, little ones, um, I remember I just had a very anxious period of time. And my long story short, my twin sister was married to a guy who used to be married to a lady who was a psychologist. And, and my twin sister was explaining to this lady, um, my, my, my sister has this nervous <clears throat> and she can't stop. And, and you, what do you think? And she's like, oh, there's no way she can overcome that short of going to a therapist for months or years. And, you know, just as an example, and I was just like, oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus can do it. So I've got to stop monkeying around. I've got to stop worrying and I've just got to trust. And so it took time, but you know, and that happened a couple of times in my life. Um, can I tell you one more story? The first time I think oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when I went to college, I went two and a half hours away from where I lived and understand that's not a big deal, right? For most people, two and a half hours. Heck, some people go across the world to go to school. But for me, that was a big darn deal because we were poor and I never went anywhere. Like I might've stayed over at my two doors down neighbor once before I went to college. So anyway, when I went to college, my eating disorder got worse. And um, so much so that it, it sounds weird now, even to me, but I used to agonize over whether I would eat. I mean, it's just weird. It was like a fixation. Okay. It was just weird. Like I, I don't even know where it came from, <sighs> but God was so good because I kept praying, Lord, God, help me, help me get through this. This is hell. This is not a way to live. Help me, God. So one time I was in the bathroom and I was sitting there and I was, I was in a public bathroom in my, I was a music uh, major. So I was in the music building. I'm in the bathroom. I'm praying to him, to myself. I wasn't talking out loud. Well, don't you know, there was a girl with bulimia that was also a music major. And she was in the stall next to me as I'm sitting there. She comes in and she does her thing. And in that moment, my concern for me went away and I was praying for her. And I mm -hmm. said, Lord, she was so skinny and she looked, you know, and I was like, Lord, help her because she's in this place. 
But I remember that was a moment where I just felt like the Holy Spirit was there and saying, you're okay. She's okay. And many months later, I finally came out of it because God just walked me through it. And there's so much more detail I don't have to tell you. But the bottom line is when we take, basically take God at his word mm. and go to him with our ugly stuff too, and just trust that he wants to heal us. Mm. <laughs> and all we have to do is just trust him and stop worrying about the day-to-day -day nonsense that you know, he can easily handle. Yeah. Amen. I, and that's one of the things that I have come to learn too, because, and it is only through the, the, you know, the Holy Spirit. I mean, I, I still remember, I'm sure it was about 10 years ago, time kind of goes, melts and I'll say it was just last week. Actually, that was, just, you know, a couple of months ago. So uh, sitting across from, you know, with, with my mother, um, who's now passed on to, is with Jesus too, uh, she was still in her own little unit. And I was saying to her, Mama, I just feel like there's something more. There's just something more. And she's, and, and I'm talking about because I remember my auntie coming to visit us and the way she was worshipping described exactly what how you worshipped. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at her and thinking, I don't know what she has, Lord, but I want that. I'd never seen anyone worship with such adoration. And there was just something, and, I, and as I know now, it was the, you know, the, the seed, the planting and uh, of, of the Holy Spirit. And, and then that took me on a journey. And I've learned so much about uh, even some of the things, the, the, the layers of rules and, and regulations and things, which were never, which are man. Uh, we, we put over through um, various doctrines and theologies, which the Lord just did not want. Go to the pure word of the Bible. And when it comes to healing, uh, you know, when you, you hear of Jesus, when he was walking around in his day, as well as the others who followed him through the power of the Holy Spirit, be healed. You know, and it's in can be instantaneous. And I think that we've put so many different rules and regulations that that's not possible. Yes, it is. And again, the enemy does not want us to know that. I mean, I often will joke, you know, well, it, it, but it's, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, an Aussie. We do have these, that's a bit of a sarcastic trait. I mean, in Jesus' day, there was a woman who was afflicted um, where she was bent over, wasn't she? With the spirit of infirmity, infirmity for what, over 20 years, was it, if I'm remembering correctly? Now, yeah. we would have sent her to the chiropractor, wouldn't we? Jesus just said, be healed. And she stood and she walked. And that's the power and authority we have through Jesus Christ, his children, and through Amen. the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, and now there is about a time where there's many people around the world who are unwell. So let's do what Jesus intended us to do and start healing these people and showing him who he is, isn't it? Wow. Um, and what it is like for the kingdom of God to pass by them. Miracles, healings, deliverance. That's the kind of Lord that we serve and what Amen. is possible for anyone who believes in him. And guess what? The invitation, even if you don't know the Lord, is open to you. He loves you. He died for you. And there is blessing on the other side of your pain. And that's what it's all about, what you're just saying, isn't it? You Amen. instantly in that bathroom had a moment where, because that's what the enemy will often do. It's focus, isn't it? Focus. It's very slowly. And then before long, you can end up having a whole argument. I sometimes do this myself. Five minutes later, you think, I just spent five minutes of my life 
going through a conversation I'll probably never have. And so flick the switch. What do you want? Can you pray for someone else? Can you be a blessing for someone else? And instantly you feel change from the inside out, don't you? It's really amazing. I mean, and that's the thing. The root of all sin is self. Yeah. And that is where when we're talking about serving, going back around with the business thing, oh, I don't know, you know, how much is too much money? Wait a minute. Are you serving? <laughs> That's what we're called to do. Love the Lord, love others, right? Yeah. And and also don't put a limit on the blessing that God can bless through you through you, is it? Don't yeah. put a limit on it. <laughs> so good. Yes. And on this issue of being healed, I think it's really interesting. I just heard a sermon on this where, you know, Jesus said to the man that had the mat, do you want to be healed? Yes. Before he healed him, he said, do you want to be healed? Like, hello, do you want to be healed? Yeah. Like I'm here. Do you want this? You know? So I think for so many of us, we can be healed. We can overcome. Do you want to be? Yeah. Or okay. do we want to stay in our stuckness? <laughs> do we want to be remain stuck in our stuckness? You know, what's the cost? of uh, not saying yes, yes, yes. Let's be that woman who who pushed through the crowd, says, I'm grabbing that hem. I'm grabbing that hem as he passes by. <laughs> yes, what guts? What guts to that woman? And yeah. Um, yeah. I guess after bleeding for 12 years, she didn't have much to lose maybe, and she's like, that's it. But imagine the faith. I mean, and it's amazing that her story was included in the Bible. Jesus yeah. found that to be her faith to be so great that he featured her there yeah. in scripture forever. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I so mean, when you start to dive into that and then you you go back to the original, you know, kind of Greek and Hebrew and you look at it through the lens of, of well, the context of the time but also the different meanings of the word, you realise how powerful uh, it, it is and, ah, uh, oh, there's just, it's just amazing. I mean, all of the miracles that happened and, and often I think we forget the miracle of the sun rising the things that God's instituted, and we've just taken that for granted, haven't we? The, the, the flowers. When's the last time you looked inside a flower and saw all of the, the buds, you know, and, and the, yeah, anyway, I, I marvel at all, all of that because it's his creation and it just shows what a wonderful, you know, magnificent Lord he, he is. Okay. So overcoming diversity, and one of the things that I will often say to myself, and I say this to others with, with absolute love, is I will say to myself, get over yourself. All right. And then off you go. Because sometimes you do. Sometimes, yeah. you know, it's stuff that you're carrying around. It's just stop, stop for a moment and then move through, um, you know, with a different kind of thinking. And, and sometimes it does take that stopping, doesn't it? And that's why I think uh, some of those moments and, and areas where you know that you can release and become more still is so important because it's that those still mornings for me that and there's I love that the best time of day for me is when I'm just waking before my mind you know the thinking critical mind and then that's often where I will spend time in in prayer and I love that time because you know there's things that we, we just chat I mean I'm sure that I'll go to the Lord and say man you just talk my ear off. <laughs> you know, that's what he wants, isn't it? It's like, Lord, you yes. want us to come to you with everything. And sometimes I'll just burst out laughing and my family's going, what are you doing? I said, just having a chat with the Lord, you know, as we do. But that's the kind of relationship that you he wants. He's our father, you know. And yes. uh, sometimes I think we, we think of the Lord as this 
you know, person who's saying all of these things that we can't do. Although those are things, as you said, disciplining. If, if we follow that path, we will find ourselves straying. So just like as parents that we, we uh, there's things that we're saying no to our children because we know that that's going to um, lead them astray. Let's talk about how to be inspired and empowered the right way because you are a passionate advocate for women. What can, what can you share here? Oh, boy. Uh, how about this? How about almost every woman I met, and I'll admit myself included, why is it that it's so easy to see our worst parts? Why is it that we almost, we almost focus on the negative? You know, think about I, I, if any woman is listening, there is a body part of yours you hate. There is a personality trait about yourself that you hate. Okay. Hang on a second here. First of all, the body part, when we say, and I won't tell you what mine is because probably mixed company here, but if we, if we say, Lord, why did you give me that? Aren't we really saying thanks Lord, but you made a mistake. Like, like <laughs> we're criticizing our creator, you know, why did you give me such a big, this or a small that, right? Um, but as far as the personality trait, I will tell you before the Lord Jesus Christ, and I was raised in the church, but before I knew him as Lord and actually that, that, that Lordship impacted the way I lived my life before that I was arrogant. I was a spoiled brat. I mean, my mom and dad, they didn't have much, but they, they just, you know, Judy, you walk on water. I mean, really, it was, it was kind of a weird thing, but I was the favored child. And so I was arrogant. Um, I love my parents, but I didn't respect them. And I mourn that. I mean, they knew before they, I mean, as I got older, they, I did, but so, but it's so funny because if there's a personality trait about you, you don't like, then probably the Lord, if he wants you to change and it really is bad, then he's going to be pricking at your heart. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is going to be saying, Hey Jude, yeah, really? Is this how I want you to be? So, but as far as women and, and being inspired to do big things. I think that we, it's so easy to look at somebody else's success mm. and say, well, sure, they could do it because they have X, Y, and Z, but I can't because yeah. I don't have X, Y, and Z. Yeah, but you don't see that you have ABC. <laughs> so mm -hmm. maybe that ABC is all you need to get your level of success. See, this whole thing of comparison, when we compare, we lose. Yeah. Every time we compare, we're going to lose. We have to walk our path. And see, that's where if we don't dream, allow those big dreams that God put in our heart, if we don't pursue them, then again, it's like the story of the talent mm. and we're just burying it. And I want, mm. when I meet Jesus, I want him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. I would hate for him if I went up there and said, well, you know, come on in, but there were 10 other things that I would have loved you to do for me. You know, that that would be terrible. But you know what, something that you, I want to talk about because I believe that what you've just said needs to be shared and sp spoken about more of this whole comparison thing. And I think that one of the reasons, because I see it in my, I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it in many other incredible women. I think the reason why we are so focused is because the enemy wants us to focus on what we don't have and what we see in others and what we admire and all of those things. Because while we're doing that, we're distracted by the things that the Lord has planted in us, that he's gifted us. Because And we take those things for granted because it comes so easy for to us. The reason it comes so easy to us 
because that's your talent. That is your gift. That is your strength. And when you step fully into that and the Lord is able to use you in his kingdom, to further his kingdom, to change lives, that is going to annoy the enemy like no end. And so that's why we are continuing to be distracted. So that's right. So some of those things that you're taking for granted are the blessings that you've been given to make a bigger impact, isn't it? And we're too busy comparing to everybody else. Well, she did this and she does that. Admire it and go, that's her blessing. Fantastic. I'm going to walk in mine. And guess what? There's another thing that I, I think also too is this whole collaboration. And I've seen gifts and talents and strengths in other sisters in Christ that I am so grateful for now because I will ring them and go, what's happening here? Where's the Lord shifting in? And that's the way, community together. So rather than um, envying that, uh, you know, praise that because the Lord's put you in them in your lives so that together you can bless one another. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. The idea of unity, that's ginormous. And especially I think for women, that's why I think the pandemic has been particularly hard on us for like, that's one of a thousand reasons, right? But this idea of coming together and supporting each other, we are to lift each other up. I never understood when I became a lawyer at the age of 26, I was astounded when the female partners didn't want to hang out with the associate, the female associates because they had to act like men and put off their families in order to make partner. They didn't have kids till they made partner. And so when they saw an ambitious woman come in, me as an associate, and then I got pregnant my first year as an associate, I was shunned. They didn't want anything to do with me. I don't ever forget. I'm like, I'm one of you <laughs> support me. But certainly as Christians, Christian women, I mean, we need to lift each other up. I'm a women's advocate. Hey, I'm in business. You're in business. Who, who, who do you serve? How can I help? You know, is there a social post you want me to push out? I mean, you know, I'm always about that because it's so important. Christ called us to that. Um, but you know what's something else women grapple with, Anne-Marie? That is um, humility. Hmm. I feel like that's something else that's misunderstood. Like I can't, when I, when I say to my clients, look, in order to have a great brand and a great business, you need to stand out. There's like umpteen thousand insert, whatever you are here. Right. So we need to identify what makes you different. It could be your experience, both personally and professionally. It could be your education. It could be your approach to what you do exactly. But then they're like, well, wait a minute. I can't say that. Can I? Why? Because then I sound braggy. Oh my goodness. (laughs) We need to tell the world how we're gifted by the Lord. And then we need to like, just be out with it in order for the people that God has called us to serve. So they see us. And so we can help. Yeah. I, I saw that because in my previous career, I was a career coach and I saw men even, believe it or not, there were some men that grappled with that too. Oh, I can't say that. That sounds a little bit arrogant. But you did do that, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, so what's wrong in storytelling and sharing about that? Well, you know, I don't want anyone to think that I'm big noting yourself. Here's one of the things that I would say to people. There's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. And the fact that you are grappling with that means you're probably never going to be arrogant because it comes from inside, isn't it? It's inside. And again, it's to keep you down. It's to keep you subdued. 
And there was something else that I wanted to say about that as well is that, you know, we're not saying that we are better than everyone else. We're just saying we're better placed to support this particular demographic, this particular ideal client, because you've either gone through something or experienced something or got a solution that can help them. And by you not sharing that, it, it means that they remain stuck. And I think when we start to recognize that it's not big noting, it's not arrogance, it's not you know, it's humility. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I've been here. I'm I'm here to support you and, and showcasing some of the things that you've done. And we can see who the arrogant ones are because they they will not have a qualm about <laughs> is it? They will it's like it's like, you know, when people those those sayings about we talked earlier, Judy, about the love of of money. You you know who who the people are because it's it they're not even concerned about it. If you're concerned about it, don't worry about it. You know, and and it doesn't. All of these things that we're talking about, if it wasn't in you anyway, a lot of these things that happen where you see the negativity, that was probably something that was in them anyway. It just exacerbates it. It brings that forward. And if we know that we are in Christ, the Holy Spirit, as you said, will sort that out anyway, <laughs> isn't it? Through a circumstance. Yeah. Uh, or a situation so he's got you covered in that way too he's not going to let you stray uh, you won't you won't but you see just like you said in john 10 10 the enemy has come to steal kill and destroy steal your livelihood steal you know everything your your heart and and kill everything and destroy everything so that you know but what did god do jesus came to give us life abundant. And so the prosperity gospel out there just focuses on that. Oh, love Jesus and you will be rich. No, Mm. I mean, that's not. But in the other way, just because we love the Lord doesn't mean that he wants us to live in poverty and like him not have a place to lay our heads. I mean, there's no way that that's what he has for all of his children. So again, it goes back to going to the Lord yourself to say, Lord, what do you have for me? And stop overthinking it and stop yeah. thinking, oh, I can't do this. Really? Okay, that's my thing. Back to Matthew 19, 26. With man, it may be impossible, but with God, nothing's impossible. And so I want to normalize impossible things yeah. done by Christians. Yes, that's right. Because I yeah. tell you what, then the shift, it shifts, that that whole paradigm shifts even supernaturally too, doesn't it? Because... Uh, then the Lord just continues to work uh, in our lives. Something that you're talking about there, and and I want to add something on top of that, because this is a lesson that I have learned as well, even over the last few years. And it was coming to knowing, especially in business, how do I know when to move forward to take that action or whether it's the waiting for the Lord? Because so many in business, yeah, I'm praying about that and I'm waiting for the Lord. Some of us are praying for the things that the Lord has already given us authority in. Make the move. Because if it's the wrong move, the Lord will show you anyway, you know, that path. And sometimes we have to go down that path because it's a lesson that will get that trait that keep that is going to be a barrier for you and a block down the track. He'll work that out and that'll become the biggest blessing for you because you can then go and teach that and share that with someone else. So, you know, there, there, you know, what is God's will in my business? Well, that you do well, obviously seek him first, but that you can make a bigger impact. So sometimes, as I said, sometimes we're praying for the the for the solution or that that the Lord has already given you. He's given you that ability. Make the decision, take the action. 
what do you have some insights to share? Is that something that you've grappled with too, knowing uh, when to make a move and wait for the Lord? Yeah, and I think it's because our human minds love to overthink. Yes. Like, like what I've learned as I work on mindset, and in particular, you know, it's always biblically focused. But what I've learned, science says, and I'm not really a sciencey person. I God invented science, so I love that. But I don't. I'm not really good at science. But you know, our brain doesn't like to work really hard is what I've learned. So our brain wants to reserve energy. And so when we, you know, think something or want to try something new, our brain will say, whoa, maybe shouldn't do that. And, and we'll come up with all these reasons why not. Mm-hmm. And so I think that might be part of it where our brain wants to keep its status quo. And that's why it's hard to do something new, especially mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. I tell my ladies, you know what, ladies, you're doing an amazing thing. You're creating something impactful. Okay. From nothing, nothing existed. There may be, if you're a coach, maybe thousands of coaches, but none quite like you. And so you are literally creating impact. That's going to be ripply effect for who knows how many people, right? By the Lord's hand. Um, And so, yeah, it's scary to do these things, to put yourself out there, to talk about what you've done. But it's this idea of stop overthinking. And when God tells you to take this step, leap in faith. (laughs) Run. Run. It's so true. It is so true. Yeah. And now it's interesting you say, you know, talking about change and new new things. There's some of us, I love new things and diving in and and kind of figuring things, uh, you know, down on, on the way. And, you know, that's another thing too is that often as entrepreneurs, we will try new things and different things and different ways. And guess what? They won't all work out. Don't let the enemy trick you into bill- your failure. Oh, that didn't work. You're not. It's just another learning. I've learned more, Judy, from my failures and my flops. And I have had many. And I think also, too, let's take the lid off. We don't have to be ashamed about our failures because it's the failures. And I'm sure you too, too, the teachings that have come out of those failures, the principles, the strategies that you've come and that you share now are the learnings from the things that you tried and didn't work. So now you are sowing different ways so that other people, your clients can get there in a far, you know, more streamlined way. And so I think we often look at failure incorrectly too, you know, through a lens where the the enemy wants us to feel shame around that. And as we know, there's no shame in Christ. Amen. That's right. That's right. I mean, failure is just a learning step. And so, you know, I always think of the guy who invented the light bulb, um, whose name escapes me at the moment. But I mean, yeah, Thomas Edison, a thousand times, if he would have stopped at 998, I wouldn't have light right in front of me. I mean, props to him. I probably would have given up it. I don't know, 10? (laughs) Exactly. But what is failure? I want to talk just for a moment, if we can, just for a moment, Anne-Marie, on this issue of trying different things. Because sometimes it's good. And sometimes it's not so good. Yeah. A lot of my clients, um, before they come to me, they're like, they're working so hard because they try one thing. And then to their mind, they've determined that it doesn't work. So now they're trying something different. And then when that doesn't work, quote unquote, then they're trying something different. Okay. So here's the thing. We need to go to God and get the marching orders mm-hmm. and then understand that there will be failure. And just because that launch didn't produce what you thought it would. Well, okay, let's evaluate. What did I do right? 
What did I do not so right? And what am I going to do different next time? So I just want to caution our listeners that maybe the answer isn't totally changing what you're doing, coming up with a new offer, for example, uh, or saying, you know what, I'm a life coach today, but now I'm going to be a this now, you know, maybe it's just looking at, okay, God says he wants me to do this. I've just got to keep going. Refining I, it. Yeah. 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 You know, that um, what you just said there, that lesson was really drummed into me I, a number of years ago now. I interviewed someone who had really, at that time, taken a webinar system to get it to work really well. And they were using it as a way to generate right leads. And I asked him, so how long did it take you to get from not really working very well to everything's in place? He said, two years. <laughs> I went two years. I said, you know, five stars for, you know, for, for retaining attention. He said, yeah, because what we would do is we would change a few things, change colours of buttons, do all of these things till we got it all right. And that was a reminder of just what you've said. Sometimes what we do is we think, well, that didn't work. But we forget that actually parts of those processes did work. Can you re reword it slightly? Can, you know, what can you continue to do? And very slowly, and that's what business is all about. So many businesses that I've interviewed, I mean, blessed to, to, to have been able to tap into their knowledge and expertise. Where they are now is on the back of so many different um, versions of what they were doing. And in one fact, I think I remember 12 or 13 different launches of particular software or app, uh, if I remember correctly. And it was just a small group of developers who said, we will just give it one last go, one last go. And it was that one last go that just took off. Because sometimes you are a little bit ahead of your time. For some of us, the seed that God's been planting, he's preparing us for a time that is years away. But what we're doing is we're getting to the point where by the time we're mastering our skills, our gifts and talents for a time where the Lord needs he, that he will now call on you. And that's what I think that it is a season that we're coming into. A lot of women in business have been kept hidden because the Lord's been working in you and shaping and molding you to step up because the world needs to hear your voice mm -hmm. um, and so that his kingdom can come through. I'm convinced of that, just convinced that a time is now and we, he did not want you to become part of the worldly um, business, you know, but rather his kingdom business. I'm convinced of that. There's many women that have been, you know, continuing and faithfully uh, doing their business and that will be rewarded, I'm sure. Um, yeah. I mean, he's promised hard work's going to be rewarded. Um, and there's one thing I want to say. I feel that even women that come to me and they're already making two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars in revenue, they mm -hmm. still sometimes make decisions from a place of fear. Yes. Or even desperation. Oh, I had a great month last month, but now I'm feeling stressed, you know, and I'm just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God said you are made with a spirit of power, not of fear. So imagine, ladies listening, if you are experiencing some sort of fear and, and, and pressure, I urge you to go to the Lord and say, God, I'm scared, but I'm going to trust you. And so take away that fear, Lord, take away that feeling of desperation and help me to know what to do to move forward. And just take, as we said, that leap of forward, uh, leap of faith forward and don't allow the fear to control you. Oh, Let absolutely. 
troll you. Yeah. yeah. And and spend time with them daily. And if I know uh, there's some entrepreneurs that will actually spend one entire day away from their business just in prayer and meditation and, and Bible reading. We need to be guided by that, don't we? We really do in, in prayer because there's things, blueprints and, and, and ways that the Lord will give you if you're, you you seek that through him. Um, that uh, There's been ideas that I've come up with and I think, and things that I've written that I'll go back and I'll go, man, there's no way that I could have thought of that. It's only through the, isn't it? There's only through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that. But it's like, and then people will say, I, I didn't write that. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't. You know, you just can't. You yeah. just can't. Yeah, and, and, and we know, you know, and that's what kingdom business is all, all about, isn't it? It really is. Judy, we could continue to talk for ages and I know that it is late for you, but I'd love for you to give um, people who are watching, listening, even the recording later, how can they get in contact with you? How can they find out more about the work you do? Well, super. Thank you for that, Anne-Marie. I can be found at, at Judy Weber Co., J-U-D-Y-W-E-B-E-R-C-O, everywhere. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, at Judy Weber Co. Um, and then you can go to my website, judyweber.co, and you can download my ultimate scaling guide, which is like a 20-page workbook for those that really want to understand how can I go from here, maybe $50,000, $75,000 a year to multi-six figures and approaching the seven figures. So again, judyweber.co, and you can download that workbook, my guide. Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. One of the things that I love to do at the end of this show is just to finish with a word of prayer. May I do that uh, today? Uh, yes, please do. Pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity that uh, we could speak with Judy today. And Lord, being able to speak about you first and foremost and business, uh, particularly with women in business and of course the men, we include them too. And, and realizing, Lord, that the things that you've placed in our heart, the dreams, the visions, when they when they come from you and we listen and uh, we just immerse ourselves in the word and uh, continue to move forward in the way in, in which you had destined us, we, we let leverage our gifts and talents, that is when we know that we can make such a bigger impact in the world for you, bringing your kingdom down. Father, the, we've spoken about so many different areas where we know in business, uh, many women in business and even men in business struggle with as well. And once we realize that, Father, it's a distraction that the enemy wants to keep us stuck, that we can just bind that spirit and know that when we have the truth and your spirit, spirit of love and of power, that that's when we can really start to make a much bigger impact in the world for you. Father, we just want to continue to pray for blessing over Judy's business, the work that she does, all of the people that she comes into contact with, Father, let them can remain to be blessed, her clients, that they will go out and do much bigger things out in the world for you, bringing Christ to the people that may not have even heard what a wonderful Saviour he is. And now is such a time, Lord, if ever now is a, is a time where the message of love and of forgiveness, of healing, um, of peace, you know, the Jesus is the Prince of Peace uh, and Comfort, that that is known. And we just want to pray that out um, around the world for people who need to hear that, Lord. We ask this in the precious name, the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we could just talk all day. I mean, these, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit. When he gets going, <laughs> the that's Spirit right. moves. And, uh, you know, for those of you who may be listening and uh, maybe not know Jesus, just say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Be my Lord and Savior. And you can experience the things that Judy and I spoke about today. Reach out to Judy. 
you know, I'm sure she would pray with you if uh, you need to. I know I certainly will as well. So thank you once, Judy. Again, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Good to see you. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series.